0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, a top 25 ranking for BYU football from CBS and the resulting expectation shift for the final nine games.
1: Where does the USC win rank among BYU's Independence-era victories? We roll out our
0: top five. Plus, is the number of times Tyson Williams touches the football directly related to BYU winning? Is it that simple? Let's go!
2: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio.
0: Now, from Studio B,
2: here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, September 17th, wherever and however you're connected, Welcome, my friends. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the number one confidant for Mike Leach when it comes to ranking opponent mascots, Jeremy Jordan.
1: Mike Leach discussed all of the Pac-12 mascots Wait. and what
0: it's Jeremy 10 and 10,
1: and what they would do. Uh, yesterday, It was really funny, which brings us to a 10 and 10. Let's go. Ah, yes. Not listed on BYU's opponents this season, Liberty and Tennessee. The Flames and Volunteers. Oh, the Volunteers watch. don't make it. Number 10, Utah State Aggies. What's an Aggie? That's not even real. It's like a Weebelo. Okay. Number 9, Washington Huskies. It's a cool dog, but it's not winning a head-to-head with a lot of these other mascots. Huskies are my
0: favorite dogs for the record.
1: <laughs> Number 8, UMass Minutemen. At least they were ready. To fire a musket and take a minute to reload it, that's not ending well in modern times. But they had a great attitude. They were always ready, right? Wait,
0: the Minutemen get in, but not the volunteers?
1: Correct. Number seven, San Diego State Aztecs. If they traded for modern weaponry... They would stand a chance, and hope. let's hope the Spanish don't uh, don't invade. Ooh. Number six, Utah Utes. Again, modern weaponry would be a key here, and I think uh, Aztecs-Utes matchup would be compelling, right?
0: Nah, just like the Aztecs over the Utes. <laughs> Amen to that. Number five, although
1: the Utes survived, didn't they? <laughs> uh, South, number five, South Florida Bulls. Uh, good luck in the ring with that one. Okay? Uh, yeah. Number four, Toledo Rockets. Those things sent man to the moon, and they'll send man to Mars. Powerful things, although a little abstract in sports. But
0: didn't the flames ignite the Rockets? So that should be in the top 10? That's eh, just fire. Okay.
1: Number three, Boise State Broncos. A majestic noble beast. Plus, it's so awesome they named a car after it. Then OJ happened. Wow, we're going there. Number two, Idaho State Bengals. A bangle, man. What would John Gruden say? I like
0: the Bengals, oh, man. Bengals, man. Bengals. He's not doing as the Bengals.
1: a <laughs> one-on-one matchup. Forget about it. Yeah. And the uh, number one mascot, according to me. USC Trojans, men of Troy, warriors, Trojan horse, awesome, strong, and smart. Love it. That's the top 10 mascots on BYU's schedule, 10 and 10. You thought the
0: 10 and 10s were over. Yeah, you thought it was over. Boom. No, it is not over. Nor is the show because we're just starting. Oh, we're just getting started. (laughs) It's us
1: and then it's the profit after this on BYU TV. Not bad.
0: Here's today's show lineup. Hanging with Uncle B, BYU football national champion, Blaine Fowler, on the secret ingredient to BYU Getting to 3-1 by beating number 22, Washington. We play hot or not takes. And there are some hot takes. Plus, one-on-one with BYU defensive lineman Lorenzo Fawatea. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Following a win over 24th-ranked USC, BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes is named the Athlon Sports Coordinator of the Week. Sophomore kicker Jake Oldroyd named one of the Lou Groza National Collegiate Place Kicker Awards stars of the week. Goldroyd currently ranked fourth nationally in punting average at 49.2 yards a kick. We're not done with the honors yet. Defensive lineman Lorenzo Falatea, previously mentioned, named to the pro football focus national team of the week and... Defensive back Diane Gawoloku named the College Sports Madness Defensive Player of the Week as well as being listed on the Paul Hornung Award Honor Roll. Beat USC, have some big-time performances, you get a bunch of weekly honors.
1: Uh, winners get noticed. Sione Takitaki made his NFL debut at the tackle as the Browns beat the Jets. Man, that was a bad game. Bronson Kofusi had two tackles and half a sack. Harvey Long, he made a tackle and had half of one for a loss for the New York Jets.
0: Tenth-ranked BYU women's soccer beats cross-county rival Utah Valley University 1-0 thanks to a long-distance rocket goal from senior defender Danica Sarasio in the 64th minute. It sounded like this.
3: Top of the D. Shepard. Shepard Sarasio tries it from deep and goal!
0: It's a goal for
1: Danica Sarasio, and the Cougars take the lead.
0: All bending it into the upper 90 of the far post. Serracio's first career goal, a memorable one. Lists BYU to a fourth straight shutout. The Cougars are 6-0 for the first time since 1995. They play at number 18 Kansas on Thursday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Without
1: Jamie Shepard, who got a red card, two yellows. So that's a uh, big storyline there. And college basketball insider Andy Katz released his 2020 men's hoops bracket. He has BYU as one of the first four out before the Yoli Child's nine-game NCAA suspension. Katz had BYU hoops making it in. Last year, by the way, Cats predicted sixty-seven of the sixty-eight teams in.
0: That's really impressive. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, to be in the combo, be well, no, well, in the no, combo. No, wait,
1: now wait a minute. He works for the NCA, so did they? Did he just miss one on purpose? You know
0: what I'm saying? You can't get it all right, Andy. Yeah, we'll, we're we're gonna give you sixty. That'd be like
1: us predicting
0: teams. the depth chart. It's like, don't we work here? <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Thus far, 20 has been the magic number for BYU football running back Tyson Williams. Each game he has touched the ball 20 times, the Cougars have won. Hmm. Jerem, is 20 touches for Tyson Williams a must for BYU in each and every game remaining? Probably,
1: but I don't think it's a direct correlation to winning. Uh, It is a strong correlation, but I think that turnover margin is a bigger deal. I think the fact that BYU was plus one at Tennessee and plus three against USC were huge storylines in both of those games. In fact, if BYU is only plus two, they could have still lost to USC at plus two, which you win 90% of the time or whatever. Uh, the third one sealed the deal, though. I do think, however, Tyson Williams should get the ball 20-plus times. The last two games, he uh, has had 20-plus touches. So Tennessee, 17 carries, three catches, 100 total yards exactly, two rushing touchdowns. USC, 19 carries, one catch, 117 total yards. I think he is a key cog in the BYU offense. We both thought that maybe it's Tyson Williams and Lopini Katoa. It is clearly Tyson Williams at running back, right? Lopini Katoa has uh, been reserved to a reserve role at this point.
0: Oh, and even now, Emmanuel Supa is getting more carries. Right. Lopini's more of a third-down, catch-the-ball-out-of-the-backfield type running back Yeah, right we
1: now. thought he'd have a bigger option, but Tyson Williams is the truth, man. This guy is really good, and uh, we're going to talk later whether we think he's going to get 1,000 yards on the season or not. But I, I think it is a must. Does it mean that BYU win the game? Not necessarily, but they have won both times when he did.
0: At least 20. I'd like to see a few more, honestly. And again, I don't don't care if it's handoffs or it's catching passes. He's just a playmaker. The dude just makes plays when he has the ball in his hands. That said, I'm with you. Turnover margin has been the biggest difference in the two wins. We've said it all week long. Going back to the game last week, the three turnovers were the clear difference. And guess what? When you have three turnovers, you give Tyson Williams more opportunity to touch the ball. Right. Why didn't Tyson Williams touch the ball against Utah? Because BYU didn't have the ball in the second half.
1: They were minus three in turnover margin. Turnover margin has been the stat of each game, but when it comes to this guy, feed this guy the rock, man. Yes, he is really good. He's lucky that they got this guy as a grad transfer. In fact, I'm still scratching my head wondering why why he even came to BYU. I'm but loving I, it, but I don't care why. I'm I'm just excited that he's here and that he's had a huge impact on this offense. Yeah. Twenty three,
0: twenty five, sure, yeah. Okay. So, I, I'm not so a few I, more carries. Yeah. Okay. Let's give him a few more touches and see what happens. If BYU can hold on to the ball against a team like Washington and give Tyson Williams some touches, then just maybe. Then just maybe. hit the 3-1.
1: If BYU is plus 3 against Washington, I like their chances. Sure. Plus 3, yes. is, plus three yes. is nuts, though. Plus 3 is nuts. I'll take plus 1. You have a chance to join in on the conversation uh, by going to vote.buatv.org. That's vote.buatv.org on this next one. Uh, three games in. BYU's 2-1. and one. How many wins will BYU have in the final nine games? You can, you can uh, vote between one and nine on this one. Uh, if you vote one, you're, you're probably uh, you. Uh, what's your answer, Spence?
0: Man, I undershot this when the season began. I said BYU would sure. go 7-5 and five in the regular season. That was with the expectation that the Cougars would probably go 1-3 and three in the first four. But here we are, 2-1, and one, and some of BYU's future opponents – Are not what we thought they would be. And we let them off the hook. Oh, wait. BYU's not going to let them off the hook. BYU will win seven of the final nine games and go nine and three. Nine and three. Washington, clear underdog for BYU. Five and a half right now on the line. The Huskies are the real deal. They're the defending Pac-12 champions, and until they're not the defending Pac-12 champions, they are the Pac-12 champions. Utah has to go to Washington and play in Seattle. I still think they're the best team in the Pac-12, even though they're ranked 12 spots below Utah. So there's probably one there. Boise State, not as strong as they have been. They bring a new quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, and a new running back situation to Provo. The last time they did that, they lost to BYU by 17.
1: Are they a 10-plus win team, Boise State?
0: I think that they're probably right on the cusp. BYU's nine two or 10. wins
1: have been against non-10-win Boise State teams, a.k.a. teams that had down years.
0: Boise State might lose to Air Force this weekend. Air Force just beat Colorado, and mm-hmm. Boise Who beat Nebraska. traditionally struggles with Air Force. like that. They could lose that game. I don't know that Boise is as good as we thought they would be. I hope they're undefeated when they come to Pro. Well, that'll make the win oh, over a ranked great. team even that much better. That'd be great. I think Storm the field. Yes. The games that scare me the most, BYU at Toledo, because it's following the four power fives. How healthy is BYU at that point? And
1: everyone will chill because it's not a power five team, but trust me, Toledo's on par with, like, some power five. Yes. Arizona, Oregon State, Vanderbilt. Like, Absolutely. they at, at least as good as those teams. Okay.
0: Two time zones, early kickoff. It's a weird situation following the four power fives. Yes. And at Utah State is a game that still should concern all BYU fans. They've won two in a row. They have probably. They won three of five. <sighs> the best quarterback that BYU is going to face all season.
1: I think so. Jordan Love. I think so, yeah.
0: So Individually, yeah. In Logan, like that's going to be a tough, tough road game. Those are the games that scare me the most. At Toledo, at Utah State, I like BYU's chances against South Florida, Boise State, and the rest.
1: The poll reflects what you said, 7-2 and two right now. Uh, now it's back down to 6. Now it's to 7. I think it's 6-3. and three. Okay. I think Washington's going to be tough to win. If BYU mm-hmm. wins that, they're way better than I thought, right? <laughs> Washington's another level to me, right? The Pac-12 champs. It's different to be 5-7 a year ago, USC and Tennessee, right? And let's, not rem- let's remember, let's not forget, that BYU won these games. They made winning plays at period. They were one play better, probably right. What if they're not play one play better and BYU's own three and we change the rhetoric, right? I think there are a couple losses on the schedule. I would love for it to be seven and two. Oh man! But I'm thinking it's six and three, BYU finishes eight and four. If they're better than that, I'll be ecstatic.
0: Yeah. See, and I, so I'm going plus two from my original expectation. You're still on par right now, but yeah, well, maybe leaning towards. Oh, they could get seven, right?
1: Could yeah, yeah. absolutely. I. Yeah, and you can change. We've only seen three games. Once we see six games, we'll be like, we know what be is.
0: Whew. Okay. Robert,
1: Robert and I told us it takes half a season, and for, I actually agreed with him on that.
0: Vote.BYUTV.org. Right now, all of you collectively have BYU winning six of the six final nine okay. to finish eight and four in the regular season. Interesting. On to topic three, a top 25 ranking leads us off there. From CBSSports.com on why they ranked BYU football, not just in the top 25, but number 21 oh. in their latest power poll. And I quote, fans flooded the field after a win over an unranked, over a ranked USC team. It's what USC represents national dominance, Western dominance. Arguably the biggest win of BYU's independence era has the Cougars playing for something after a two and one start. Whoa. This brings me to a different question, Jared. We're not focusing so much on the twenty first ranking. It's is the USC win the best win for BYU in its independent era?
1: Did an unpaid intern write this? One. Uh, USC was ranked in the polls. Maybe not your polls, CBS Sports, but they were ranked. Best win. Are you what? BYU won at number six, Wisconsin. A top 10 win on the road. Yeah. Greater than a top 24 win at home. Yes. Said everyone. Uh, which brings <laughs> us to this. My top five wins in independence. The number one win is Wisconsin, 2018. Number six ranking, first uh, win in nine years over a top 10 team. Okay, 41 game home non conference win streak for Wisconsin. Snap. That's clearly the number one in the now nine years of independence, right? Number two, at Texas, 2014, second year in a row doing it, 41-7, thumping, Taysom Hill hurdle. Texas wasn't ranked, but that beatdown was amazing. Number three, Texas, 2013, the year before, the three-hour delay with the storm, 550 rushing yards. Manny Diaz fired the next day, 259 rushing yards for Taysom Hill, our first inkling that he was something really, really special. Oh, by the way, Jamal Williams had 182 yards as well. Number four, (laughs) Utah State, 2012. What? A 6-3 win over Utah State is on that makes what? no sense, does it? What? Chew on this stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The 2012 Utah State team is the
1: highest ranked team in the final AP poll that BYU has beaten in Independence. In fact, it's the sixth highest of all time for BYU football. Can you believe that? <sighs> Yes, sixth it highest is, it is mind ranked blowing. team to finish the year that BYU beat. It is mind-blowing. BYU's only beaten 14 teams ever that finished in the top 25. And, my, and number five on my list, <sighs> USC on Saturday. The brand, the ranking, a home win, ABC, recency yeah. bias. Being at home was a big deal. You had an agenda last week. Hey, get that home, went yes, right, and yes. BYU paid it off. There's yes. my top five.
0: They needed it so badly. What are your top five? Okay, I'm with you on number one. At Wisconsin. Yeah, come on. Ranked number six, ends a 41-game non-conference home win streak for the Badgers. That win alone got BYU ranked overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody saw it. It was the only home loss for Wisconsin last season. I know they went 8-5, and five, but they only lost one home game, and it was to BYU when they were number six. It put them in a tailspin. That was a huge, and the hugest win for BYU in Independence. At Camp Randall, are you kidding me? Number two at Texas, number 25 on the road. With a year for Texas to stew on how badly they were embarrassed in Provo, all of this talk of vengeance, it did not matter. 41-7, to 7, a 34-point blowout win at Darrell K. Royal Memorial Stadium. Number three, Jerem, I'm going to go plus two with you on the USC. I think the Trojans are at number three because this is the first big home win for Kalani Satake in his center. Everybody saw it. ABC, afternoon kickoff, Skycam, first ranked win for Kalani Satake in Provo. It just was so desperately needed. This is hard because it's a moving target. We'll see how good the win is when the season is over, and we can look back at what USC was. You won't be as good. <laughs> number four, Texas in Provo. Got a man fired. We should probably just leave it at that. Got a man fired. He's
1: in Miami now. He's fine.
0: Taysom He's Hill hunts Texas forever, and number five at Nebraska. Instead of Utah State, I'm going to Nebraska. The Miracle, 30-game home opener win streak snap. Number one on Center. BYU, again, was relevant overnight because of what happened at Lincoln Memorial, Utah State honorable mention just by principle alone. I just can't. I can't. I can't do it.
1: The numbers bear out that this was <laughs> a huge win.
0: But they played in the whack. They play. It feels empty. That 16th ranking feels empty to me because they played in the whack.
1: What? Oh, BYU hasn't been ranked. That feels empty. <laughs> that feels emptier.
0: Our question of the day: Where does the USC win rank for you in all of BYU's wins as an independent? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is. The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Cole underscore Duke in on Twitter. Probably top five. Definitely top ten. Everyone saying it's the best home win. Must have forgotten about Texas in 2013. That was one of BYU's best games of the last 20 years.
1: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: The Texas win at home was fantastic. It was after a loss to Virginia. I think I like the USC win a little bit more because BYU just beat Tennessee. Beating Tennessee and USC back-to-back kind of vaults that up for me. Pretty awesome. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, Hot or Not. And takes. Uncle B. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I cut you We're out. not
1: playing Hot or Not. Trust me. That's not okay <laughs> for BYU TV. It's Hot or Not. Takes.
0: Yes. Uncle B. Blaine Fowler is back in Studio B. What's the secret ingredient for BYU to shock the nation once again and beat ranked Washington? This is BYU Sports Nation. If
2: it's a
1: secret, don't say it. Then it won't be a secret.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Breakdown Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan tonight on After Further Review, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on the BYU TV app. They rebroadcast Wednesday morning as well, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific.
0: We're doing it live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, and we now welcome in one of our favorites, Uncle B. Back to Studio B. Blaine Fowler, BYU national champion, quarterback, dual threat analyst. Always
3: looking fresh, my friend. Welcome back to the studio. Thanks. I, I feel like uh, the last, last couple of home games we've been able to get out in the sun and vitamin D is good for us. Now you're down on the field. You're not <laughs> yeah, yeah, the field. We're, yeah. I know. It's so nice to be down there. You're not and it was really in a suit in some s- box. It was so fun to be down there at the end of that game. When people started to come over the rail, it gave me the chills. It Church. was awesome.
1: It's it was, been amazing. It was pretty right? cool.
3: But where else in the world can the announcer say, hey, everybody needs to get off the field? Everybody's like, hey, everybody needs to get off the field. And they all just orderly get off the field and wait until the review's done. Then they all come back on the field. No place else. Every place else they would have been, no, we're not getting off the field. They're very obedient here at yeah. BYU. Fantastic to capture those moments in the postgame.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it, it was fun. And uh, all of a sudden, Zach Wilson and Kalani Stokia are there. And, and Storm the field, but if there's a stanchion, I will stand behind yeah.
3: It. no yeah they they were they they just were very orderly behind us with with a little thing, not not even metal, just like a strap It's
1: amazing what a small limit can do yeah with it's this group.
3: yeah it's it's a good group, and they were you know what. These home games, they've been very present. They were a very big um, source of energy for that football team this last week against USC, and they need him to be here again for this Washington game, especially when they're on defense and there are big plays to be made. They, they brought energy this last week. Sure. Talked to a number of players that felt like the, the fan base brought them energy in the stadium last yeah. week. That was really cool.
0: And to the credit of the fan base, even though BYU loses 30-12 to 12 to Utah, that first half was electric. Like the fans oh, were yeah. very present in the first half.
1: If well. only the second half had been. Ugh, yeah. Okay. It was electric in the sky, unfortunately. It's and, electric. Uh, there was a delay,
0: yeah. Exactly. We've been talking about specific numbers and marks uh, in reference to how many touches Tyson Williams needs to have of the football in a game. He's had exactly 20 touches combined running and catching the ball in each of BYU's last two wins. Is, is that the magic number or does it need to be more?
3: I I think it depends on the matchup. It might need to be more this week um, because this Washington game is going to be a game where ball control is going to be important. Washington's a very traditional football team. They're they're not – I think when people think of Chris Peterson and when he was at Boise State, they think of trick plays and all that kind of stuff. This is a very traditional, run-the-football, balanced football team that doesn't make mistakes and is unbelievably well-coached. And so for BYU, they need to be able to control the football a little bit. So they've got to run it. Uh, They've got to take care of the football. And they need to play traditional to match up with these guys. And so it might be a few more than 20. I don't think he has to have 30 touches, but it might be 21 or 22 or 23. And uh, if he keeps toting it at a 5-yard-per-carry clip – then then let 's give him the let's let 's give him the rock in the run game at least twenty times so he can get a hundred yard game and then uh, and I think he needs to get it two or three or four times out of the backfield to keep this washington defense honest
1: bya has nine regular season games left. How many wins do you see among
3: those nine i i don 't see any reason why they don 't win seven yes or the next nine yeah this this is a team that all of a sudden believes and you know, speaking of Chris Peterson, I was talking to one of his former coaches that 's now at u s c and uh And he was saying that when he was at Boise State, he created this culture where they just believed that they were going to win games, especially big games. This last two weeks has been so good for the culture at BYU. When they got to the end of that game and it was a close game, every player in that field felt like, we just did this. This is what we do now. We, we win, and if we get to overtime, hey, there's no question we're going to win because we just did it at Tennessee. Now that they've done it twice, I believe it's a mindset. I think they, they believe if they're in the game at the end of the game that they will win the game and they know how to do it, and they'll play loose and free and they'll expect to win, and it makes a huge difference in how you approach the game at the end of a game. You play loose. You play to win. You don't play tight. And I think the win last week takes a lot of pressure off of them this week because nobody – Everybody's okay if they lose this week, and so I think they can play a little looser this week, and I will not be surprised if they come out of there with a win.
0: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. We were also discussing the most recent victory over USC and where it ranks among all of the victories in BYU's Independence era, going back to 2011 now to the last game against USC. Where
3: does the victory over the Trojans rank in your list of all-timers for BYU as an Independent? It, it, it's in my top five, but here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to rank it number my, number one for most needed. Oh, for Kalani Sitake, right? Especially. Because because for Kalani, the Tennessee thing was a real boost. But everyone was still, you know, you hear the buzz behind the scenes, and it's like, why can't this team win a big game at home? And and what's going on with this? And so here comes USC into the stadium ranked, and the fashion in which they won this thing with another overtime win, um, I, I think just electrified the fan base. And so I think it was unbelievably needed, and not just for the fan base to catch a vision of of what this young team is capable of, but also to change the mindset of this football team. You know, you, they have to be thinking in their minds, why aren't we had to be? Why aren't we winning big home games? And all of a sudden, now they protect their home field. They get a win against a team that they go back and look at film. USC is an unbelievably talented football team. Now, they made mistakes in this game, so they were not disciplined enough to win the game, but you could make a case if you just look at every single player individually that this is a more talented football team than Utah. Utah's a better team than USC at this point. USC is probably the most talented football team BYU has on the schedule this year, and, and that includes Washington. I wouldn't have said that last year, but I'll say that this year. They're unbelievably gifted at every position. But BYU played better as a team. BYU took care of the football. USC turned it over. Utah's a better football team. Washington's a better football team. USC is the most talented team on BYU's schedule. So they played a, a great talent team and stood toe-to-toe, made fewer mistakes, and came out with a win. I think it was the most needed win in Kalani's era. I really do.
1: Absolutely. And and I think that it gave the fan base a lot of hope and excitement. And let's not forget uh, – Sophomore quarterback Zach Wilson has won two Power 5 games in a row. He's made some good plays. But we're talking about the key to the first three games. What's been like the stat that has indicated win or loss? Turnover margin seems to be a big deal right now. BYU is minus three, plus one, plus three.
3: If if you're playing the kind of schedule BYU does, or if you play in a Power 5 conference, turnover margin is everything because you're really evenly matched from a talent perspective every week. You can lose a turnover margin battle when you're playing Idaho State later in the season and still win. But in games that really, really matter against opponents that have the capability to beat you, it all comes down to that. It does. And and Utah fans don't want to hear this, but if BYU's plus two in that game, they beat Utah. Hands down, and if they're and if they're if they're plus three like Utah does, they run away with the game just like Utah did. Utah would like to think that they're way more talented than BYU. Well, we've seen the last two weeks that's not the case. Tennessee just has just as much talent as Utah does. Washington this week will have just as much, if not more, talent than Utah. USC has as much talent. Utah plays unbelievably well as a football team. They're disciplined. They don't turn the ball over. We've Extremely seen it. Extremely well coached. So, so yeah, unbelievably well coached. That makes them a better team, and they were a better team than BYU that Saturday. That doesn't mean that they are wildly more talented than BYU. And and we saw that in the last two weeks. Tennessee's got speed and talent all over the field. USC has more talent than anybody they'll play this year all over the field. And BYU still won because they took care of the ball. So to me, in these games where you're playing against talented teams, it comes down to that. And against Washington, I like their chances even, even. I like their chances a lot better. I, I think the goal is at least plus one in turnover margin. If they're plus two in turnover margin, they'll win. They'll and, win. And the two pills, plus one gives them a chance at the end. Plus two is a win.
1: And the plus two were in plus territory. That's a big deal too, where BYU intercepted the ball mattered.
3: Right. And that yeah, the kind of turnovers like not only did they turn the ball over and were minus three against Utah, they were fatal errors. A two pick sixes and a fumble on their own twenty-two yard line. Utah had (laughs) twenty points on twenty-two yards of total offense. That's a giveaway of a game. It really is. And and you gotta give Utah credit. They're in the spots to make those plays. And, And and they're really good at taking the ball away, and the players are disciplined, they're where they're supposed to be on defense. So it's not taking anything away from Utah. But Zach Wilson learned valuable lessons in that first game. You didn't see him try to force the ball in the last two games. He was patient. Uh, the, the game plan is stay in the game. Have a chance to win at the end of the game. You don't give the game away. You you take what the defense gives. You don't turn the ball over. The defense is good enough to, to manage points, and now you've got a chance to win the game at the end of the game. I think the huge lessons learned in game one against Utah that have now applied in the last two games and hopefully carry over to this Washington game.
0: Blaine, great stuff. We look forward to after further review live on the BYU TV app tonight. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Seven. 7 Eastern, sorry, 4 Pacific. And uh, it's that simple. Win the turnover margin, you might just beat Washington. Yep, that's what it takes.
1: Okay, we'll see it tonight and then on uh, Countdown Saturday. Look forward to it. Okay, coming up, Lorenzo Falta on the challenge of rushing only three but making it work against
0: USA. And hot or not, takes. This is <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. An important word there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Join us tonight for BYU football with Kalani Satake. 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on the BYU TV app as Coach Satake and Moroni Laolu-Pututau discuss the USC game and preview the matchup with UW. Reserve your seat on BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show.
0: Here is part two of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Pay attention if you missed it the first time. Following win over 24th-ranked USC, BYU Offensive Coordinator Jeff Grimes named the Athlon Sports Coordinator of the Week. Sophomore kicker Jake Oldroyd named one of the Lou Groza National Collegiate Place Kicker Award stars of the week. Goldroyd, or Jake to make, whichever you prefer, currently ranked fourth nationally in punting average at 49.2 per kick. We're not done with the honors. Defensive lineman Lorenzo Fawatea. Later we'll go one-on-one with him. Jerem Jordan, courtesy or bringing you that. Named to the pro football Focus national team of the week. And defensive back Diane Galwoloku named the college sports madness defensive player of the week. Game-sealing interception as well as being listed on the Paul Hornung Award Honor Roll.
1: Sione Takitaki made his NFL debut with a tackle as the Browns beat the Jets. Bronson Kafusi had two tackles, half a sack, and Harvey Longy made a tackle and half of one for a loss for the New York Jets.
0: Tenth-ranked BYU women's soccer beats Utah Valley University 1-0 thanks to a long-distance rocket goal from senior defender Danica Sarasio in the 64th minute. Cougars are 6-0 for the first time since 1995. They play at number 18, Kansas. Huge game on Thursday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific.
1: And college basketball insider Andy Katz released his 2020 men's hoops bracket. He
0: has BYU as one of the first four out. All right, Jerem, it's time that we play Hot or Not. Takes. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Number one. Let's start here, guys. Hot or not, take. BYU will
2: be ranked in the top 25 with a win versus UW on Saturday. Not hot. This is going to happen. If BYU beats Washington on
1: Saturday, they will not only be in the top 25, they'll be in the top 20.
0: Yes, this is this is easy. It's clear. Not a hot take. BYU will absolutely be ranked if they beat Washington. No, no question. This is... Uh, I mean, the coals have burned out. It's not, not hot. It's
2: it's actually logical. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Number two, Ben.
2: Don't let logic get in the way of a good argument. Number two, hot or not, take. BYU could run the table if they beat Washington.
1: This is a hot take. BYU is this close to being 0-3. They still have some challenging games on the schedule. BYU will lose multiple games this season, even
0: after Washington, in my opinion. Yeah, this is a hot Take. Very hot. What will BYU be health-wise after the first four? That's the
1: issue. Remember, that's my one of my main concerns. Not only in in playing tough teams up
0: front is you get banged up. You always banged up, even if BYU weren't playing four power fives up front. What's the health after week four? I mean, it, it's just football is a physical game. But people it's more get, physical when you're playing. get hurt. Who BYU's playing? That's a hot yeah. take because we don't know what BYU will be after the first four. Next. Hot or not. Well,
2: by the way, ESPN's FBI has BYU favored in every game after Washington. So maybe not a hot take. Yeah, and they were super accurate on uh, Tennessee and USA. (laughs) Hey, hey, yes. Hey, (laughs) hot or not, take. BYU win nine-plus games this season. I'll say not. I think they've got a shot at nine.
1: Um, at this point, since they're 2-1 and one in the first three, if BYU wins and they're 3-1, and one, BYU will get to nine if they win Saturday. If they don't, they still have a shot. I think 8-4 and four is probably where BYU lands.
0: Uh, clearly, I think this is not a hot take because I said BYU would go 7-2 in the final nine, and if you combine the seven with the two wins they already have, that's nine in the regular season. Not a hot take. Number four. Last one. Hot or not? Take. Take. <laughs>
2: Tyson Williams will rush for 1,000 yards
1: this season. Not. Uh, he's pacing for 945 at the moment, 79 a game. He'll get 1,000 with the bowl game or perhaps before. I think he'll get a game where he rushes for 150, and then it will offset that average. I, I absolutely think this is not. Tyson Williams will rush for 1,000 yards. Okay,
0: so I think this is a little spicy, because. but we're including the bowl game? Are we, we're including a bowl game.
1: I, th- I think it'll happen in the regular season. He's pacing for okay. 945 in the regular season. See, I
0: think that with a bowl game, Tyson Williams will reach a thousand. But I was going off of the regular season alone. Yeah, I don't know how much workload he's going to get in games against Idaho State and Liberty late. It enough, might be Lopini enough to Katoa. get at least 80 yards. I don't know if he's not needed. Maybe maybe he's banged up. Maybe they want to rest him. I don't know. I don't know. So I think with the bowl game, yes. But in the regular season, it's a little spicy. It's a little hot.
1: If he does not get 1,000 before the bowl game, underachieved. Really? Given how good he is? Yes. Oh, he's We're great. talking about him getting 20 touches. He's
0: great. But what if they want to give him a game off just to rest? Then that, gonna, could af- that could affect something They're not going to give like him a this. game
1: off to rest unless he's hurt.
0: Well, he's a power five. He's, he's playing four power fives to begin. Maybe he's a little bit. He's used up. to playing eight or nine. All right. Okay. All right. All right.
1: Tiffany was hurt. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. Coming up, women's volleyball is moving up in the
0: rankings. And Jerem goes one on one with one of the weekly honorees, Lorenzo Fawatea, next on BYU Sports Nation. This
2: segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Sports and you like TV, you're in
1: luck Wednesday mornings on BYU TV. Starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, you can watch After Further Review, followed by a live dish of BYU Sports Nation, and then a uh, rear of BYU Football's Kalani Stocky. It's sports, it's BYU, it's the Cougars. What's not to love?
0: BYU Sports Nation continues from Studio B with our question of the day. Where does the USC win rank for you in all of BYU's wins as an independent? At DJ Russ on 13 or 13 on Instagram says it won't rank nearly as high as our redemption victory against Washington. Let's
1: go. Now, can we'll talk about this this, this week? Can BYU pull a Wisconsin against Washington? That is, get blown out the year before and then the next year win. Byu did that with Wisconsin. Can Byu do it with Washington? Will Zach Wilson and Tyson Williams have that big of a difference?
0: It's time for BYU Sports Nation All Access One on One. Jerem Jordan with BYU defensive lineman Lorenzo Fawatea, who had a coming out party against USC. Here we go.
1: All right, Zo, how was uh, how was the post game for USC? As soon as it's reviewed and it's a win, what was that like?
4: Um, It was new. It was different. I've never had uh, a crowd storm the field like that. Um, It was great, you know, the feeling just to have the fans, you know, be a part of of our victory as well. Um, It was good, but I rushed off, you know. I had to go find my parents. I wanted to celebrate with my parents, so... So yeah, I had to rush off the field and everybody I had to tighten up my chin strap too because well my chin strap was loose at the beginning and everybody ran on and everybody was hitting my helmet and it kept on turning and turning. I was like, Oh shoot. I got <laughs> So it was like a game. I buck I strapped it up, buckled, tightened it and then I tried to walk off to find my parents. But it was great, it was amazing.
1: At least you had your helmet. Tyson Williams said he lost his
4: helmet. Oh yeah. <laughs> See right when the right when they said it uh it stood, the the call stood, I put my helmet on and then I went on about there. What was
1: that like to two weeks in a row, go to OT, and win that game against a notable program?
4: Um, You know, it was great. Although, yeah, we want to win within uh, regular regulation, but um, I thought it was really good for us to – I think it was a test. USC, it was a test for us to see if we're really, you know, that team that can get it done in, like, hard times like this and a national team – against a national team and on a national stage. So – it was a really great atmosphere, and um, I think that our team, we proved ourselves, and we'll continue to prove ourselves throughout the season.
1: What was it like during the week knowing, okay, our game plan is going to be to drop eight a lot, make a freshman quarterback in his first road start, make a play. You're one of those three. Okay, how are we going to get a, a pass rush? Yet, you guys did a lot of time.
4: Yeah, well, you know, um, just coming off of our coach's game plan, just trusting in what Tuyaki has been, uh, installed for us. Um Challenging, challenging our D line to get a three-man rush and get pressure off our three-man rush. I think it was great. You know, I felt like for us as a D line, we accepted that challenge and we fulfilled it within most part of the game. And uh, dropping eight and having our linebackers and corners and safeties cover and you know, creating turnovers. I think it was a great. Uh, just trusting in our coaches and it was, just, it was just all good all around.
1: Physically, how do you feel after three tough games against really good competition?
4: I, I feel good. You know. After Tennessee, I was hurting a little bit, but after USC and the victory, man, I, I feel really good, you know. <laughs> Body feels good. Yeah, it's beaten up, but, you know, I'm ready to roll for the next season, so, yeah. What do
1: you think you guys have uh, proven or, or done through three games, winning two games in overtime, playing three P5s, going out on the road, playing two at home, right? What, how do you feel like this team's developed so far?
4: Um, we're, we're coming closer to finding, like, who we really are, you know, like, I feel like we know who we are and we're playing um, according to ourselves and, and just just executing off of our plays and everything that we have going on for us. Is just, I think coming that would be a real big factor throughout the rest of the season. So, yeah.
1: What's it like uh, when you turn around and you see, oh, an interception, another interception, and then to end the game, another interception?
4: Yeah. Uh, it's great, man. Once you get an interception, all you want to do is just turn around and look for the next guy you have to block, and you turn into an offensive player, so now you know – um, what an offensive player feels like on the field, but it feels good because um, when when you see one of your teammates uh, create a turnover and get an interception, you feel like like you were, you had a part of that. So it was really good. So yeah.
1: I would assume that defensive players practice returning fumbles and interceptions. Is that an accurate assessment? Do you guys yeah. practice that?
4: Yeah, we practice that. Within, um, if we get an interception, then everybody turns around and you know find the nearest man and cover the nearest man, find the quarterback.
1: Find the quarterback, right?
4: We, on the D-line, we're supposed to find the quarterback and make sure we seal him off. If so if, if, uh, if Dyne gets a pick and returns, it gets past the old lineman we make sure we, we got the quarterback.
1: Well, one, because you want to hit the quarterback, right?
4: Yeah, so one, <laughs> we, want, we want to hit the quarterback.
1: I would assume that offensive players don't practice as much, okay, we turn it over and we have to defend that. Does that happen? I, I feel like you guys are in, at a big advantage in that moment. Yeah, we
4: I've never seen the offense um, uh, practice a turnover. Um,
1: It feels weird, right? But, like, how would they defend it is the question, I guess.
4: Um, I guess if the offense threw a turnover, then I guess the QB got to be a safety and everybody else got to go. Find the quarterback. Yeah, find the quarterback. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's exactly it.
1: (laughs) Did you notice the sky cam at all? Because that that was unique, that camera that was over the field.
4: Yeah, pregame when we were doing the cougar walk, uh, we walked through the field, and then all you see the camera was it was low at the time when we were walking through the field pregame, and then we noticed that. And then, and then in my head I was like, dang, I only saw this on TV, you know, mm-hmm. like like to, going behind the QB and everything. So I thought it was really cool.
1: It's going to be up for the Washington game. So if you make a great play, you should go right at SkyCam. Oh. Just point right at SkyCam.
4: Right. <laughs> Next time I'll point at the SkyCam. <laughs> I'm gonna try make sure I find it before it's over in my head. <laughs> You're <looking> around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll find it. <laughs>
1: The D-line had a tremendous day. You had a good day. Kairos Tonga was fantastic. You've talked about uh, your relationship with Kairos as a mentor. You went to rival high schools. Um, what, what was it like for you to team up with him and have a really good day in the backfield?
4: Um, it's really like a, a dream come true for both of us, you know, both of us coming from um, the same city, come, uh, grew up around the same area, and just both being at a D-one, you know, a, pre- a prestigious university. And, um I think it's just a dream come true just to play with each other and just to know that every time we're on the field, we always tell each other, like, for our city. And we're like, yep, yeah, for our city. So um, it's a dream come true because, you know, not a lot of kids from our city comes out and gets to play Division One football and gets to be put on a national stage like that. So that's a dream come true, and it's, it's something that I want to instill for the younger generations of kids that are at Hunter and Granger to continue that, yeah, you can make it out here and... Become part of you know ABC and be on TV and everything. West Valley. West Valley. Yeah, West Valley.
1: Valley Fair Mall is that the spot?
4: Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a spot, man.
1: I'm from West Jordan. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Trust me, I was I was uh, always interested in when Copper Hills played Hunter and Granger. It was I got out of there a little quicker after yeah, those games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about this Washington Husky team, uh, team in the top 25, a team that you played last year. Revenge on the mind. Uh, next power five, I guess, what's going through your mind?
4: Um, to me, I just want to, like, personally, I just want to think of it as just another game. You know, it's the next one up, and uh, it's a great team. They're a good team, and, um, you know, it's something that we've never seen before, but um, we can, you know, we can do it, you know, like, just put our minds to it, practice, you know, trust, in, trust each other, and just, you know, we can do it. That's that's, that's all that's going on in my mind.
1: If I told you right now you'd go into overtime, would you take it?
4: I'll take it. I'll take it. Three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row, man. Three, you know, three is a lucky number. So if we go three in a row, then we got it. Okay.
1: Well, let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. That's like good luck. Yeah. At least one sack for you. You'll point up at the Skycam, and uh, good luck against the Huskies.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Go Cougs, man. Go Cougs. Lorenzo Falatea, a man full of joy.
1: He's awesome. He had that, he had that uh, forced fumble. Uh, against USC, a guy that's getting better, right? Went against Kavistonia in high school. Pretty uh, fun rivalry there. With yeah, the, the turnover uh, margin could
0: have been plus four because the ball was on the field. It felt for like ten seconds.
1: Yeah, if, if BYU picks that up, they're not going to OT. He winning that game <sighs> in regulation. They did win the
0: game. So yeah, great kid.
1: Okay, coming up, Cougars rack up national awards after the win against USC.
0: Plus, BYU men's basketball in the NCAA tournament conversation, and it's September, Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. little oily. Shout out to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Lorenzo Fawatea.
1: This program is on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. so let us whip it. Whoops! It's time for the Cougar Around. Football. After the USC win, some BYU individuals racked up some national awards. Jeff Grimes is the offensive coordinator of the week. Jake Oldroyd is one of the Lou Groza National Collegiate Place Kicker Award Stars of the Week. Defensive lineman Lorenzo Faltea, who you heard from earlier on the program, is named to the Pro Football Focus National Team of the Week. And Diane Don't Call Me lake is named the College Sports Madness Defensive Player of the Week, as well as being named to the Paul Horning Award Honor Roll
0: cougars in the nfl bronson Cafusi finished with two tackles and a half of a sack as the new york jets 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 lose to the cleveland browns 23 to 3 harvey Longy also with the jets had a tackle and half a tackle for loss in the start for new york That's awesome sioni takitaki making his nfl debut with the browns and recorded one tackle
1: Soccer Number 10, BYU beat Utah Valley 1-0 with a goal from senior defender Danica Sarasio in the 64th minute. This is the team's fourth straight shutout and first time since 05. They are 6-0. Start the year, Jamie Shepard did receive a red card and will miss the game at number 18, Kansas, Thursday night. Men's basketball.
0: Andy Katz of NCAA.com just released his first 2020 NCAA tournament bracket and has BYU just missing the cut. One of the first four teams out.
1: Golf. The women's team is in 10th following the first day of the WSU Cougar Cup. And hopefully Mike Leach shows up. Anna Kennedy leads BYU, tied for 22nd, shooting one over Pi in the first two rounds. And concludes today. Cross
2: country.
0: Congratulations to Connor Mance of BYU Men's Cross Country, named the West Coast Conference Runner of the Week. Today's rise and shout outs. Darren, for me, it goes to the University of Virginia head basketball coach, Tony Bennett, who... To summarize, denied a $500,000 pay increase from his university and then in turn donated $500,000 of his own money to a program that will benefit University of Virginia players going forward. To quote Tony Bennett, he said, I have more than I need. I'm blessed beyond what I deserve. Following a national championship win, keep in mind, he discussed the revisions of that contract that would have included half a million per year. Bennett discussed the offer with his wife, Laurel. Then he declined it. Bennett asked his athletic director to focus and set on additional compensation for his staff and improvements that would benefit his program. But if, if that weren't enough, again, then they donate $500,000 additional of their own money to a career development program being launched for current and former Virginia men's basketball players. Oh, and then he credited his wife for having that idea. So he's just an all-around good dude. Fantastic I, I would stuff. love to
1: be in this situation.
0: I know, right? That would be nice.
1: Uh, the three Cougars uh, on Monday Night Football. Rise and shout out to those guys. One for being in the league. Two of those guy, uh, one of those guys is an undrafted free agent, Harvey Longy. Bronson Fusi is still trying to find his way, but he's on an NFL roster. And then uh, Sione Takitaki made his debut in the NFL, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Granted, the game was terrible, oh. but I'm happy for those three guys that they were uh, that they're in the league.
0: Awesome. Uh, I do need to make a correction. BYU women's soccer is six and zero for the first time I since two. It. Oh yeah, okay, since 2005, mm. not 1995. Mm. Okay, yeah. all right. Thank you for covering yeah. me on that. Our question of the day: Where does USC's win for or BYU's win over USC rather rank for you in all of the wins as BYU has played in independence? Okay, Nick Lee on Facebook says. It's right up there. As far as the high-profile opponent, excitement, drama, and sheer joy, Owen oh, storming the field, it's got to be close to number one. I have it at number three. You have it at number five.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty good, no doubt. Um, most of it is based on the fact that it's USC. Right. Um, if it was another team that was ranked 24th, let's say Rando, just Kentucky. Well, Boise State
0: in. was number 22 in but, 2015.
1: Right. But if it was a not a team that has won national titles, a bunch, and right? So brand association was yes. big in that. That matters. It really yes. does. Being ranked 24th was because Stanford had some prestige. We'll see how good USC is. Hopefully they're really good Friday night in we'll Coliseum against the Utah Utes. Holy cow.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it, it was so needed for Kalani Sitake just because he hadn't experienced that huge home victory. And that's swaying me in my, my opinion as well. BYU yeah. fans, just the timing of it was so needed.
1: It was awesome. Also, uh, rise and shout out to those watching right now in the Varsity Theater. Uh, we want to say hi to everybody. Go ahead and wave. Yep. Hi. Yeah, we can't, Varsity we Theater. We can't see you. You can What's see us. Up? It's like a creepy relationship. But, Let's go. Uh, yeah, a lot of people on campus packed into the Marriott Center. Varsity Theater, other places to watch The Prophet speak coming up in uh, how many minutes? Uh, nine? About, uh, nine. About nine, nine minutes, minutes yeah. so We're sorry that you have to watch us for the time being. It's going to get much better very quickly. <laughs> Eight minutes now from now. You've so endured. there you go.
0: You've endured. <laughs> At Max underscore Phil 83 on Twitter. He's the guy. He did the Micah Simon. The Micah Simon shoe throw. throw from Zach Daw. Yeah. He says, I say the USC run ranks third just Under Texas, 2014, and Boise State, 2015, this one was not only fun to watch but came after an epic win at Tennessee.
1: Yeah, that context matters too, absolutely. Two big-name programs, nice win, ranked team, at home, SkyCam. I love SkyCam. You know I love SkyCam.
0: The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Justin M. Gibb answers on Instagram. It's a quality win for sure against a historically good opponent. Considering BYU's last few seasons, it's a really exciting one, but not necessarily an all-time great. Now, he says, I still hold the Oklahoma win as the best win in my lifetime and compare everything to that win. That wasn't an yeah, independence, No, though. that was a
1: great win. You're right. Not an independence. Sorry to Dennis Pettit. We ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSM.
0: For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Elder S. Gifford Nielsen. Coming up now in seven minutes, live on BYU TV, this week's devotional featuring... The president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Russell M. Nelson. Enjoy that packed Marriott Center crowd. Go Cougs.